I don't want anybody to walk away saying, well, Tony Waller said Georgia should be ranked first. That's not what I said. I think Georgia will be ranked first when the rankings come out. Uh, will they lose a couple of first place votes? Probably. Do you think Kirby cares about that? Not even a little bit. What's up, Georgia football fans? You are listening to episode 351 of the Waiting Since Last Saturday podcast. My name is Scott Duvall, and on this episode, you'll hear my two co-hosts, Will Leach and Tony Waller, break down the Georgia versus Tennessee Martin football game. Football. Of course they're playing football. That's what we're talking about. Georgia won 48-7, and uh, Will and Tony will share all of their thoughts, good and bad, on what happened on the field and what they thought of the coaching staff and the whole atmosphere uh, as a whole. Uh, But before we begin, I'd like to thank our sponsor, Ryan Strickland of The Strickland Firm. For over 20 years, The Strickland Firm has helped people navigate the complicated insurance and legal process. Founding attorney Ryan Strickland, who was a UGA class of 99 and law school class of 03, spent the first decade of his practice representing some of the nation's largest companies and insurers. But now he uses that experience only to help those who have been injured by someone else. There are critical things that you need to do as soon as possible after an injury. So call the Strickland firm right away for a free consultation at 770-420-9900. That's 770-420-9900. Operators are standing by 24-7 to take your call. And if you're looking online, it's thestricklandfirm.com. Thanks so much, Ryan. And here's Will to kick it all off. It is our first waiting since last Saturday post game of the season. I am Will Leach here as always with Tony Waller. 48 to 7 was the final score. We didn't get 65 to 7 against uh, uh we'll see. Now the goal is to beat UT Knoxville by more than 41. I think that's clearly the goal so we'll be able to to lock that in. We know the margin. Um Tony uh there's a I feel like people have to be very careful of doing too many takeaways from a game like this. Uh, but I feel like after the first game last year, we actually did a lot of takeaways <laughs> from uh, the first game. Um, I listen, they won, they won easily. There were some things to be excited about, but you know, the biggest questions you were looking for, like, Hey, I talked about the running back rotation. I talked about, uh, uh, you know, uh, how, uh, how Bobo would look. But really, you know, I got to tell you, I didn't think Carson Beck looked very sharp. It's the first game. Not so much sharp as much as um, not comfortable and or aggressive in a way that perhaps people came in afterwards. I don't want to start a quarterback controversy after 48-7 win, but I'm curious. I, I was a little surprised about how that seemed a little clunkier than I would have liked in the first game. What did you take away from uh, seeing him in really the first game of the year? Yeah, I think especially the first couple of drives, you're not wrong about that. And I, I, until we have a bigger data set, I think it's okay to chalk this up to getting a little more comfortable. Um, yeah, it, it felt like it felt like he was a little slow processing the first couple of drives. Um, definitely acquitted himself uh, in the third quarter. And for that matter, I, I thought the last drive of the second quarter was uh and, and maybe we can talk about the 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 pl- the dive play on first down there inside 15 seconds a little bit but I, you know I, I i basically i don't know i kind of went into this thinking okay this is really scrimmage four and it really felt like that's the way the coaches approached it almost like almost like the fourth preseason nfl game where all the starters are on the field for the first time together we're just seeing what our bases look like and going from there uh, but, you know, if if you were to, and trust me, plenty of people in the stands and online did, pick apart performances, 
you would have liked to have seen Carson a little more comfortable in the offense, especially early, because there will come games down the road where you're not going to get three or four or five drives to get your feet under you. Uh, but having said that, I think if all of us had said we were going to win 48 to 7, Carson Beck is going to have 294 yards, a rushing TD, a passing TD, complete 68% of his passes, and throw no interceptions and really only one bad throw. I think all of us would take in that. And I'm, you know, it's one of those games where it's a, it's a perfect coach's game. There's plenty of film. There's plenty of stuff to be upset and to clean up. But also your team executed well and handled an opponent that you needed to handle. And I, I can live with that. Um, and Will, I do want to make, uh, make sure everybody knows that uh, all season we're sponsored by the Strickland Law Firm in Marietta, Ryan Strickland. We appreciate the support this year. Uh, check out the Strickland Law Firm at StricklandLawFirmLLC.com. Uh, yeah. Um, and I'll, I'll make a bigger deal out of that advertisement when we do our in-person show. Cause I have like a whole shtick about that now. Um, yeah, I don't <laughs> think, I think that like, um, what did you think of, again, it's hard to take too much away. They looked to say it's a it kind of an exhibition game. Obviously that's correct. And like, whatever, like it just, Seth Emerson wrote in his thing uh, afterwards, I thought was a good way to put it. He's like, listen, the car, uh, Illinois, uh, uh, Georgia looked, didn't look great. Um, they beat them like they're supposed to. There's nothing to really worry about, but they didn't look like the best team in the country. And I think that like, whatever, that's the worst, not the worst thing in the world. I think they're still going to be number one. It's not like it was scared or anything, but it just didn't feel, what did you think of, because I, I think, you know, you saw Bobo kind of just run the ball up the middle a lot. It wasn't really working when they went to the outside. It worked a lot. They're having trouble going up the middle. I don't care that it didn't work. It's not like I watched it and said, oh, I'm concerned. There seemed a certain amount of stubbornness. And I think that's where Georgia is, right? Particularly with a game like this, where you can be like, okay, this isn't working, but we're going to keep doing it anyway, because eventually it's going to need to work. It seemed like there's a little bit of that going, but it also seems like I didn't look at Tennessee, uh, UT Martin and think, oh, wow. Like, remember when they played Kent State last year? Or maybe two, whatever year it was, and you looked at Kent State, like, okay, Kent State's got something going on over there, and they clearly do now. They're guys at, at uh, Colorado doing great stuff. You looked at Kent State and thought, okay, that team is interesting. They're obviously not in Georgia's league, but they're interesting. I didn't really look at UT Martin that way. They didn't look that great. Georgia just looked a little just slow, I would say. Yeah, I, I think that's. I, I don't. I don't think you're wrong about that. I mean, I would have liked to have seen some. It felt like, especially in the first quarter uninterested might be the right way of putting it. Um, I, I, look, I don't think there was any doubt that Georgia was running super vanilla offense or defense. Um, we didn't do anything exotic. We were only bringing four guys. And like you would like to see a little more pressure uh, out of a four-man front against a FCS team. Yeah, absolutely. Um, you know, and there were definitely some things. I mean, there were a couple of times where, or multiple times where guys went to make shoulder tackles and didn't wrap up. Um, I, I, I trust this coaching staff to clean that up. Uh, having and having said that, though, there will come a game where if you play that way, I mean, frankly, it, that that is as uninspired as Georgia has looked since the first half of the Missouri game last year. Um, and I I think there will be teams later in the season, despite what everyone says about the the schedule, that you can't start that way. I just at least today. Um, there's still some, there's still enough uh, benefit of the doubt for the coaches and, and frankly, the talent on the team to not be worried about it out beyond. It sure would have been nice to beat them, like say Ole Miss beat somebody, beat Mercer, right? But that's the other thing about it is like, I didn't see that game, but I can tell you right now, uh, Lane Kiffin was in his bag of tricks early because he wanted to make a big statement 
Um, and that's just not where Georgia is. I mean, Kent State's a good example, right? I mean, there were a lot of people concerned about Georgia after Kent State after giving up, you know, those couple of big pass plays and didn't look great in the first half. In the end, I think Kirby, I, I, one, I think Kirby, frankly, doesn't give a crap what we as fans think about what his team looks like. Um, and again, I'm not downplaying the fact that everything you just said is 100% correct and that we look slow. And what I said looked uninteresting, uninterested. And you would have liked to have seen a little more crispness out of both offense and defense. I I don't think Kirby cares a lot about that as long as the team improves. But you're probably right. And, you know, for a one-game data set, um, is, is it safe to say that Georgia is still uh, looked like a top-five team? Sure. Did they look like the best team in football uh, uh, that played this week? No, I don't think they did. Now, I don't want anyone to walk away saying, well, Tony Waller said Georgia should be ranked first. That's not what I said. I think Georgia will be ranked first when the rankings come out. Uh, will they lose a couple of first-place votes? Probably. Do you think Kirby cares about that? Not even a little bit. Yeah, and what did you think of the quarterback thing? What, what did you think of Beck? And then specifically, I think the best play of the game was probably the pass uh, from Vandegrift. I thought that was actually the best one we saw. Stockton looked okay, too, but I think that Vandegrift, had, Vandegrift just had a little bit more he looked more excited to be out there than maybe Beck did. And whatever that's Beck's personality. And, you know, a large part of the vibe of this season, particularly early on, particularly early on when these games are not going to be hard, is you're trying to decipher, okay, what's it? We talked about this in the pregame show. What's it like to watch Carson Beck every week? What's it, What do you learn about watching him? And for me, watching him and then watching Vandergriff, it really just felt like Vandergriff was more excited to be out there. And Beck was tentative and maybe as kind of sluggish as maybe the rest of the team was. Yeah, I mean, Beck definitely did not get his legs under him in reading the defense until the end of the second quarter. And that's, you know, look, we, the, the common refrain on Stetson, I mean, for heaven's sakes, he did it against, he did it uh, one of the postseason games, this is, is he took him a couple of um, series almost always to get like the jitters out, like the hype. I mean, you know, he was <laughs> in the national championship game against Alabama, he dribbled the ball off the turf. Um, Right in the the first or second series, um, it could be Carson's just the opposite of that, and that might be why they kept get, going back to Carson. Both he's probably a better physical quarterback than Stetson Bennett is, uh, and I'm not I'm not I probably won't spend the rest of my life comparing Carson back to Stetson Bennett. Oh, maybe I will, <laughs> but um, and, and that but that's what everybody right now is comparing him to, which is a little unfair because I think frankly Stetson Bennett's getting a look in the NFL because. He's pretty naturally good at reading the defense and figuring out what to do with the ball and and always makes a good decision. Carson Beck didn't show that yesterday. And I think I well, no, I know, I trust Curry smart enough to to believe that he that Carson Beck will be his quarterback until he thinks one of those other guys gives Georgia a better opportunity to win. That might be the end of next week's game. I don't know, but I didn't see anything out of Carson yesterday that made me think that we're even close to that conversation. So do you have any, uh, is it, it's weird for a game like this because it's so obvious what's going to happen and uh, where it goes. Um, is it too early to talk about vibes? <laughs> too early to talk about vibes? <laughs> I like the stadium vibes. Like, like, I'll put it this way. Uh, okay, let's, I, I, by vibes, I mean like the stadium vibes, not the vibes yeah, of the yeah, team. I, I'm them. glad you brought that up. Yes. But, but I'll get there in a second. But is there anything more about football, uh, about, the, about the defense or anything else that jumped out of you from the game itself? No, I mean, I think there were a couple of players that were, were revelations. Uh, obviously, Muse uh, being a walk-on. We heard all preseason about, look out for this guy, look out for this guy. 
and it you know that you know uh, Mark, Mark, uh, Marcus Roseman Jack Saint on suspension for the speeding, although that's not what Kirby said. 100 what it is. Lad McConkey out with a bad back for at least this game. Um, and then having one of the running backs or a couple of running backs where we are uh, gave those guys an opportunity to, to to have looks. But the reality is, you know, I I mean, there will come times later where we're going to have to play without guys. I'm fine with that. Um, but the reality is, is like I, other than other than the fact that this like was a super vanilla, you know, what are you going to do game? I, I was fine with getting out of there with a with like look. If you said we're going to win forty eight to seven, and the starters going to be out by the end of the third quarter, and the starting quarterback would have nearly three hundred yards and no interceptions, I just I think we would have taken that and been happy with it. Yeah, I don't think there's any reason to be unhappy, but you know, just uh, let's keep you're, it up. It, it was it was I feel like you're in the minority. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it wasn't very exciting. It just wasn't very exciting. I didn't think they played that great, but whatever. They won forty eight seven. Like yeah. I, I'm trying to think of a thing that would make me watch that game and go like, Oh my gosh, here we go. Like, yeah, they're playing UT Martin, right? Like it's hard yeah. to, like, uh, I don't think you can get too high or too low off a game like that. And I think I would be, be cautious of anyone trying to do so. I would say. Oh, I would agree. And look, the schedule sets up so that you could have that game with at least nine of your 11 opponents, maybe 10 or 12, uh, nine of your 12, or maybe even 10 or 11 of your 12 opponents. And you're going to win the game, uh, and, and at least until the postseason. But I, I don't. Until I see differently through the rest of the season, I'm not 100 percent certain. Oh, I'm, I feel 100, and I feel 95 percent certain that um, things will be fine. Right? That's not what we saw yesterday. Is only part of the picture, and that things will open up. I mean, we look, we could be doing our postseason wrap up after whatever bowl game Georgia plays in and loses and like, oh, well, well, we saw it starting the season. I just don't believe that's where we are. It seems unlikely. It seems like you're stretching if you do it yeah, that way. Yeah, I think that's right. Um, vibes of the stadium. Um, I got to tell you, um, you know, I think the combination, uh, here's my experience the combination of a six o'clock start. A game where no one was really in any felt the game the game was a particularly exciting game, which I think also may have like led to a lot of people coming that might not ordinarily come. <laughs> I would put it that way. I mean, that place was packed. Six hundred level was full all the way up. Um, and uh, I'll just say this: um, there were uh, I've never seen. I got stuck on the wrong side. Uh, get into the stadium when you go on this on the side that has a 600 level uh that's always the one where all the angle, the the alleys get jammed and we got very jammed in there got really stressed in it and there was a lot of a lot of people that seem to have been drunk drinking all day but not, weren't, weren't really nervous about the game which sometimes can be a dangerous combination uh and uh i did feel like this it was incredible that so many people were there and i thought the crowd brought in everything i'll confess in the stands there was a little bit of amateur hour stuff going on if i'm being entirely honest uh from my perspective uh but uh i guess that's to be expected when you've won two national championships you've got a game that nobody really is worried about but everyone wants to go see because they've been out there for a long time and a six o'clock start um uh, i also think um if they don't fix the karaoke cam, I'm going to burn the stadium down. My God. <laughs> the songs of picking the karaoke game are driving me slowly insane. Margaritaville is right there. Guys, I don't even like Jimmy Buffett. 
but put it on there for crying out loud. What were your takes from the vibe at the stadium? Well, I agree about Margarita Bill being right there. Um, I mean, other than the fact my daughter got it on the screen during karaoke cam, I, I'm 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 with you. Um, <laughs> I didn't so, see that. So. Yeah, look, yeah, I yeah, I I I had I'd sealed myself about it. I talked to my therapist about it. I knew it was going to happen. The first play when we ran the ball, uh, the groans of God, Bobo, <laughs> in the stands. I I just I, I I've gone on the screen before. Georgia fans were two-time winner de- defending national champion. It is okay if we look merely like a good football team. Um, we won the biggest margin of victory, not in college football playoff history, in college football postseason history, in the national championship game last year. It is okay if we only win by 30-something points or 40-something points. It is okay. It's okay if we don't score every play. Now, having said that, um, there were places where I felt the crowd was appropriately chagrined. Is this a good time to talk about a dive on inside 15 seconds with no timeouts left? Yeah, it's probably a good time to talk about that. Um, but to be perfectly honest, um, and going back to my thesis, uh, which Kirby confirmed in his press conference that Georgia kept things as base as possible, I felt like that was the only bad play call I saw. That was the only bad play call. Yeah, we were stubborn about running the ball up the middle. You know what? It's Tennessee, it's Tennessee Martin. By God, we should be able to run the ball in the middle. And the fact that we didn't, if that was by design, like Kirby's trying to sucker people, by the way, I don't believe that's the case. That's good on him. Should we be able to get more push up the middle? Yeah. We had the same concerns last year after the Missouri game. And then suddenly we could run the ball up the middle. I don't know what the answer is, but guys, Kirby's smart and his staff are really good. That's a really good football team. If you're just showing up to games to bitch about stuff, God, just give the tickets to people who want to be there. Like. We won a big game. I mean, we won a game. It wasn't a big game. Uh, yeah, you have the right to buy a ticket and say what you want in the stands, but you're making the rest of us freaking miserable. Listen, you know, uh, for I recommend anybody that wants to to read the story in the ringer uh, uh, that uh, about Georgia football. Both Tony and I met with the author, and he interviewed us. And uh, I will go back to my line that uh, I do feel like sometimes Georgia fans hang on to their pain and angst despite the the the, the, the multiple national championships like a phantom limb. And I think that we have, I think we've seen that. And whatever, like. The Bobo thing is is like a meme and almost funny at this point. But like, I mean, heck, if anything, I wanted him to pass more. Actually, <laughs> I would argue on that. So I don't know. It just feels like, yeah, I don't think they looked great. Who cares? Like, honestly, who cares? Like, it's a, like it was it was forty eight seven. There there was nothing from this game that you could watch and be like, oh yeah, this is a like you watch the Oregon game last year and you're like, yep, they could do this again. There's yeah. nothing that Georgia could do could have done in this game. Even winning, scoring 80-plus points like Oregon did. There's nothing you could watch this game and say, oh, yeah, this is a, this, they're, they're doing it again. The, either they are or they're not, but it's nothing from a Tennessee Martin, from a UT Martin game that was going to teach it. Yeah, I think you're right about that. Um, yeah, I, I'm glad you brought up uh, the Jordan Conn piece that he wrote. Uh, I thought it was really well done, really good. Um, of course, I'm going to think that because, you know, I cut out the internet and hung in my mom's refrigerator. <laughs> yes. um, but, uh, you know, the the reality is, is that, um, I think you're right. Uh, even if we won by 80 points, somebody's going to win a nitpick because I I will freely admit I was wrong, Will. I thought Georgia fans had grown and uh, there is a lot of phantom limb hanging on. And everyone, we're going to lose football game again. It might even be this season. If it does, it's fine. We got two national championships. Now, I desperately want a third. 
In fact, I, nothing about yesterday makes me think we won't win a third. Um, do I? Will I? Are there pieces there that happened yesterday that I could look back in December? like, yep, I could see why we didn't. Sure, but I could have said the same thing about Kent State. Certainly about Missouri. Um, it's fine. It's a it's a one game. If you know we're still doing this crap and we beat South Carolina by three after what they look like against North Carolina, I'll be mm-hmm. I'll be very concerned. But this game, I you know. I saw a better team playing like as basic as they possibly could on offense and defense whip a less good team. And that's, that's what you want. I mean, that's what you want. Um, so nationally speaking, I saw you at the tailgate beforehand and we were all, and Deion Sanders was the, was the talk before that game was over. And my general philosophy on Deion is I like Deion um, I have no issues with what he's doing. I just want him to struggle a little. <laughs> I don't want him to just be able to just push a button and just have it all work. Uh, I think, to be honest, I I didn't necessarily think TCU looked that great. That does look like a very it looks like a very yeah. different TCU team than we saw last year. Uh, but certainly, um, what he did there was impressive. I also think one of the reasons that we're talking about so much is nothing else really big happened on Saturday. Yeah, like there really wasn't a lot of big things happening. So Dion is obviously the story, and he plays Nebraska next week. And I feel like it'd be a very college football thing to do for Nebraska to win. Yeah, <laughs> that yeah. that'd be a very college football thing. But any other takeaways from that game, or really anything else? Uh, you mentioned the North Carolina South Carolina game. Anything else over the weekend? Yeah, no, I, I'm glad you brought up the the Dion thing because I, I I agree with you. Um, a lot of people said, look, TCU is not going to be good this year. And they were ranked 17th. And I was like, ah, you know, Sonny could coach a little bit. Boy, they looked slow and a step behind and just were outfoxed by what uh, Dion and Sean Lewis became Kent State. Sean Lewis, Kent State's head coach last year, is now the offensive coordinator at Colorado. Um, yeah, they looked really good. Travis Hunter is a heck of an athlete. Look, Shooter Sanders is a really good athlete uh, in a in a way that I probably wouldn't have been willing to admit before the game yesterday. Um, I, 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 it's interesting to me. Um, it's interesting to me that um, a lot of people are. It's going to be interesting to me to see what happens if Colorado still does what I think they're going to do. I still think they're a four win team at most. Um, but that that I, I could be wrong about that too. But Man, you got to be careful about calling out media because that's uh, that's that's really it's a really it's a choice. I thought that was I thought that was weird. That's a choice. It, look, it's a choice, and that's fine. That's fine. But if that's the case, you better go win them all because they will not be your friend if you're going to like call out people. And, and look, you, I, he, he has broke the paradigm. He is doing things differently than everyone else, and I don't think that's bad for college football. But. I also think if you think suddenly he's going to get a pass because he's whatever he is um, uh, in college football, just because of that, that's not how media works. <laughs> they will remember that for a long time. Um, as far as the rest of the games go, I didn't see anything terribly interesting. Um, I will say, uh, and this will be this will be a good lead up for to talk for you to talk about your line. I um, it was interesting to me to see Illinois with fairly good quarterback play. And um, needing a little bit of a comeback to beat what I think is a team that's probably going to win the MAC, but still, um, they showed they did show some resilience in a way because that's an Illinois. That's a that's a game they would have folded two years ago, um, and to see them stay in that game after some not 
great line play against a team they should have had a little better line play against, especially considering a spread with the team. Um, I, I was I was impressed to see that. What what did you think about that game? Uh, Altmaier looks great. I have to say he looks he looks better than Tommy DeVito. I thought he was I was really impressed with Altmaier. Um, they actually the, the the issue with Illinois was their lines. They they got pushed around, which is the exact opposite of what like that's the whole Bielema thing. That makes me not sweat it as much. I think that they were just like they've got an awesome, particularly a defensive line. Their defensive line is really good. It's one of the best in the country, and so. The fact that that didn't work, and they had some very they had, they had some very stupid penalties again, a thing that generally be means teams don't have. So everybody find out because Friday night, I don't know what everybody else is doing. I'm watching Illinois Kansas. It's Illinois Kansas Friday night. Okay, this is I'm just saying that there was a time in human history where people mocked, you know, Clemson playing for national championships or Oregon or TCU playing for national championships. Someday. When Illinois and Kansas play the national championship game, you'll be like, I remember September 8th, 2023, when I was there in the beginning days. So Illinois, Kansas, be prepared next Friday. But good times. Glad got, I, I got to get back in time to watch uh, to watch that game. And, uh, and uh, good times all around. Frankly, I think the best games are happening the rest of this weekend. Like uh, LSU, Florida State still feels like a fun game. Clemson Duke actually seems like a little bit of a fun game too. So um, sa- I thought this Saturday was Saturday was – Fine. There were no huge, huge games, I thought. And uh, the, the fact that the biggest story is Colorado winning, I think, is a, is telling that there wasn't that much crazy college football going on this week. Yeah, I, I think you're right. Uh, as far as the tailgate scene goes, it was great to see everybody. Um, I think we agree that six, I, I, our tailgate crew agrees six o'clock is the perfect kickoff time. It won't happen again uh, because that's not how the timing slots work for the over-the-air broadcast uh, games, but uh, it's exactly the right amount of time to tailgate. This is you have lunch at a decent time. You can break down and get to the game at a decent time. The sun gets out of your face relatively early. Uh, I know where you sat. That's not necessarily the case, but yeah, that's, that's the one spot in the stadium. Yeah, right, right. Um, but it was a it was a fun day. And will we got football back? I'm we got so football happy. back. I know, and and I and I listen. There are three more games coming up that Georgia is going to be heavily favored to win, and there will be moments, there will be plays, there will be whole swaths of plays where Georgia does not score a touchdown. <laughs> there will be whole swaths of plays where Georgia things do not go exactly the way that Georgia was hoping they were going to go on that particular play. Let's try to enjoy it anyway. Let's try to enjoy the four games of fun coming up. It's uh, it's better than not having football games to say the very, very least. Um, all right, so we're taping Tuesday night, I believe, to preview Ball State, who uh, didn't look great against Kentucky. Not that Kentucky looked particularly great either, but um, I think the only other SEC thing you can take away: South Carolina didn't look so hot. Yeah, no, that was that was. I mean, that might be Spencer Rattler and nothing else for South Carolina this year. I mean, look, everybody's been waiting for Mac Brown to finally have that year at North Carolina. And he certainly has a quarterback for it. I mean, I, yeah. I told my dad and some others down here, I'm at the lake already cooking. And um, Drake May is, might be a team. He might be one of those quarterbacks that is on an eight and four team and still makes it to New York. Although North Carolina might be good enough to be better than that. I don't know. They looked really good yesterday against the South Carolina team that really couldn't go their own way. All right. We will be back Tuesday night. To uh, to preview uh, to preview the game. Uh, great to see you, Tony. Great to see everybody out there. Uh, and then we got the noon game, so uh, um, a little different vibe coming up this Tuesday against uh, the 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 Ball State Ballers, which I assume is their nickname. Um, all right, have a good one, Tony. We'll talk. Uh, well, I'll see you on Tuesday. Sounds good, Will.
until then, go dogs. Go dogs. And thanks so much for listening. We'll be back with our show. We'll be recording Tuesday evening, publishing on Wednesday morning. So uh, the Ball State Georgia preview show will be up Wednesday morning. And uh, until then, rest up. Enjoy your Labor Day weekend. we got uh, Florida State and LSU Sunday night. We've got the big Duke-Clemson game on Monday night, but whatever. Uh, We're just glad football season's back. At this point, we'll watch anything, as long as ESPN and Spectrum will allow us to watch anything. But I digress. We'll see you on campus this weekend, and as always, go dogs.